world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patreon. journey of conversations on the fringe good morning good evening good afternoon wherever you are in the world my name is josh this is red pill projects conversations on the fringe that is my guest tonight max egan and uh you know nothing is as what it seems in this world what in the hell in this world is happening um and i'll tell you i, I got into all this stuff a long time ago back in the late 1990s and midway through 2000, I came across this guy right here who inspired me. If you've never listened to him, I please go to the Crow House, uh, crowhouse.com and check him out and listen to him. His words as he talks and speaks, just it, it, it motivates you. It inspires you. He's just got one of those voices that uh, he knows how to tell a story. How about that? He knows how to tell the story of truth. He's a musician, he's an artist, he's an author, he does tons of publications on video uh, out there in podcasting, I don't want to call it podcasting, but if you want to call it that, in research and investigation into the mysterious origins of humanity, as well as the ongoing global conspiracy of what we're watching today, and we're going to talk about all of that tonight. Max, how are you doing tonight? Good, brother. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for such a wonderful introduction. Well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. I mean, you know, it's... It's one of those things. Jordan Maxwell just passed away, uh, you know, a few months ago. And Jordan and I hadn't talked since 2000, probably 2014, when he was going through some life problems. And uh, I think it's just good to remember the people who, who really started informing people, who were speaking this truth back in the day, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and, and informing people and getting that message out there and doing it in a deliverable way. And, and that's one of the gifts that you have is you're a storyteller. You're able to sit there and put it together, the pearl string it all together for people and make it easily understandable for them. So I just appreciate you for that. And I wanted to let you know that. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate your science. Sir. And so we were just talking before that we live in an interesting time and in that, um, you know, history writers are going to be talking about this time <coughs> for probably centuries to come because this is such an epic time to be alive right now and that we are all put on here, here on this planet at this time for a specific reason. And, um, you know, what I'd like to talk about tonight is kind of like a, a, a little bit of everything, kind of like a full picture view. I was just uh, going over one of your shows with, um, Earth's lost history. 
And I found it really interesting. I, I've been doing this series with David Whitehead called uh, The Mars Chronicles. And we deep dive into kind of what really happened to Mars and kind of the occultic perspective, what like books like the Enuma Elish and stuff like that say about what happened to Mars. And there is one thing that you were saying in one of your episodes, and it's on Rumble. I don't think you have a Rumble channel, by the way, so we might need to help you get that taken care of. But Earth has gone through a series of these cataclysms, whether they're man-made, whether they're orchestrated, whether they're natural. And it's believed that some of them potentially happened 1800s, 1600s, and even before that. I found that really interesting because when we were looking into the Mars Chronicles things, what we found out, um, Dr. Joseph Farrell has this theory of how there's a planet between Jupiter and Earth called Tiamat, and Tiamat was destroyed by the people of Earth, and it exploded. And one of its moons became Mars. That's why you have the, the nuclear radiation in the atmosphere. That's how, why you have one side of Mars completely bombarded. It created the asteroid belt that we see now. But the other side of that asteroid belt would have expanded outward towards the sun. And if this was 66 million years ago, then what's happening is the Earth keeps on going through that asteroid belt, and for 66 million years, you would have a series of cataclysms probably every two to 3,000 years, which would reset the cycle of humanity on this planet. And when we were looking at it, we believe that this potentially even happened just a, a few thousand years ago. And if we looked at it in that perspective, that humanity keeps rising up and collapsing, rising up and collapsing, then there begins to be this conspiracy of why they would want to keep that history from us, why they would want to keep all of that from us, change our history, change who we are, the perspective of who we are, and hijack humanity really from that point. Well, yeah, look, I think, I mean, even that history, I would, I would question. Mm -hmm. um, anything they tell you about, about um, what's really going on with any of the other planets. Even, even, I mean, I've got a telescope, I've looked up and I've seen Mars through my telescope, I've seen Jupiter, I've seen Saturn, seen the rings through my telescope, but I still don't know any of them or what they, they tell me they are. Mm. Um, in regard to history, there's definitely been a series of cataclysms that have happened, you know, what we're calling resets. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's looked into what, what's been termed the mud floods, something that happened that, that buried a layer of society, there's evidence that this happens quite frequently. As, as frequently as, as possibly every one or 200 years, you know, which is quite amazing when you think about it. I mean, I've been looking into history all my life and trying to look and find the answers to ancient history. Traveled all around the world, went to all these places, pyramids and all these sort of places. It wasn't until, you know, recently that it dawned on me that I didn't actually have to travel to find it. It's all right there in our own cities. There's mm. cultures buried beneath the cities that we live in now. You know, a lot of the buildings that you see in, in any town you go to in the West are not native to that town. They're not native to our culture, you know. So um, going back and trying to understand what happened millions of years ago and understanding, it, it's really difficult to get any reliable information. We can make up all sorts of theories. My argument is that we don't even really understand what's going on here now, you know, and we need to, we need to figure that out before we even start worrying about that. I mean, I went down a lot of rabbit holes trying to figure out history and figure out what happened, um, realizing that the Dark Ages are fake. They just inserted mm -hmm. a thousand years into history to push everything back in time. You know, all of the wars, everything that they've told us is, is wrong. History is a lie, agreed upon, as said by Napoleon. And it gets to the point where you can even start to realize that they very likely even changed the names of countries and different places. Mm. I refer to uh, the book of Ulysses, where he talks about a green island, we uh, yeah, green island west of Greece, that he names Syria, and what he's actually referring to is is the British Isles. He's referring to England, and Ulysses refers to that as Syria. So, do we even know the names of the places we're getting our histories from are actually from these places? Do we know what we're presented with as British history is actually British history? Is it really Tartarian history? And is, is Britain even Britain? It's interesting that in Syrian culture, you'll find the story of, um, well, not the same names, but you'll find the story of, of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, mm -hmm. basically. When you look at the relationships those knights have with each other and their sons and daughters and things, you find this in Syrian history as a, as a line in Syrian history, and now it appears as British mythology. So how much of this can we believe about any of it? 
you know. So that's why I stopped going down a lot of those rabbit holes and I started to realize that what we've got to deal with is now, what we've got to deal with is the, the focus on, on all of this stuff should be freedom. You know, we're living in a controlled matrix, controlled on so many levels. And even the fact that we don't know who we are and where we came from is an important thing. We need to know where we came from so we can figure out where we're going. But we're not going to do any of it until we've established freedom. You know, I went down a lot of these rabbit holes and, and I find that people, I mean, you, you can talk to a whole bunch of people about this sort of stuff and they'll start arguing with you that there is no planets, the earth is flat and whatever. So you end up locked into these arguments trying to figure out what happened way back then and what the nature of this reality is. And the argument that you're generating is one of the very main contributing factors to preventing this unity that we need to mm. establish the freedom that we need to put all of the arguments to rest. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I, I've realized, you know, the more, the more I've learned, the more I've, I've realized how much I just don't know. Right. And the more wise I've become and the more information I've got, I, you can believe just about anything you want at this stage. And as I said in my very first film, the, the easiest way to hide a real conspiracy is to create a conspiracy culture and make everything conspiracy and provide all sorts of different options on all of them so that people will find what resonates with them. They can go down certain rabbit holes and anything you want to want to believe. If you want to believe that there was a, you know, Tiamat was there and, and I've gone down this rabbit hole, I've looked at all of this as well. If you want to believe it's there, you can you can go in there and start looking at stuff with that confirmation bias saying, I know this story is true. And you'll find everything you need to prove that story to be true as much as you want. Still 100% make, agree with that. 100% agree with true. that. Yeah. Same as if you suddenly believe the earth is flat. You can go down. Once you've got that confirmation bias, you'll find everything you need to prove it. Same as if you want to believe all shootings are fake, you'll find everything you need to, to prove that. If you want to believe they're real, you'll find everything you need to prove it. It's the confirmation bias. You know, and, and we have these concerns about all of these things and all of these, these where we came from and where we're going and all this stuff. And we're in a hurry to do all these things when really all of life is a single moment. All of life is right now. Mm-hmm. We are, we're always on a journey to go somewhere and to find something out and, and looking for all these things we never find ourselves because we're never we're never in the moment we're never now we're always busy to do something fine go and hurry down this rabbit hole to find this research we're in a hurry to find out the truth we already know the truth if we look inside that's the reason we went down the rabbit hole to begin with but we don't believe in ourselves we need we need confirmation from an external source so we go down these rabbit holes we find all this stuff we're going down there with confirmation bias anyway and we're finding all this stuff so we can have these little aha moments and, and think oh i've got it i've got it i've got it yeah, and eventually we, we, we go somewhere and we think we've gotten somewhere. We really, we're just, we're still here. It's hmm. still now. Wherever you go, it's still now. You know, so that's what we're missing. This, this world is, is an eternal moment and we can change that moment. We've got an opportunity now. Like you say, this is a, we're making history through this time. Mm -hmm. This is going to be remembered for, for centuries. This period from 2020 to 2030 is a, it's a pivotal time in history because humankind is undergoing a transformation on so many levels, genetically, intellectually, biologically. I mean, 10 years ago, we could clearly define what a man or a woman was, you know, what changed, you know? And if you can, if you can stop people even understand, if you can convince people that a man isn't a man and a man isn't a, a woman isn't a woman, what else can you convince them of? That's an interesting thing. There's yeah. also a manifesto that I found that I think you'll be interested in by a lady called uh, Martine Roth Rothblatt, which I'm going to talk about on my next show, which is called Tra From Transgender to Transhuman. And it was written in, and it's a newly titled and expanded second edition of The Apartheid of Sex. It was written in 2011, hmm. where they talked about doing this sort of thing. So, you know, while we're going down these rabbit holes and we're, we're trying to figure out where we come from, I firmly believe if we can establish freedom, we can develop the unity to, to understand we don't know. The truth is that no one knows what the truth is. That's the truth. And right. no one wants to admit that. And all these people want to have these, these ideas and go down these rabbit holes and say, well, I've found out this and then present their thesis to the world. You know, we don't know. Often you'll just be creating another point that people will, with a different belief system will come and argue about. Then you can sit there and slog it off against each other and see who wins. Meanwhile, the prison system and the walls are being built around for higher and higher. They're bringing all this cashless stuff, blah, blah, blah. But everything's been laid bare now. The whole system's laid bare. You know, you can see the greatest crime in, in history 
the mass democide that's taking place. Literally millions of people are dying from this injection. Mm-hmm. And, and they're lying to us on so many levels. They're killing so many people. This is one of the greatest opportunities for freedom we, we've ever had. And that's why we're in a, in a, in a history-making time, not only because of what they're trying to do to us, but because of the opportunity it provides for us. We can literally mould our future into what we want if we can just put down all this stuff with each other, stop arguing over these points and belief systems and just focus on freedom and call this crime out for what it is. Massive crime being carried out right now. You know, and they're trying to distract us with everything they can. I mean, that's why I've been focused on it so much with my shows. I'd love to be talking about history and talking about all sorts of yeah. stuff. But, but <clears throat> this is serious. We're in a serious situation. Yeah, we're in, we're we need in a, massive an compliance. Yeah. We need to get the food chain back up and running. That's what we need to do. Yeah, and this is interesting too because we have this this world system that is coming to an end. We have these this evil that is perpetuating its reign on this planet, which is changing this world system, eliminating as much as the population as they can before they usher in their new system, this transhumanistic system, this system of digital control, this this matrix. And so the question is, because when I look at the system that we're coming out of, we were never free in that system. Oh, no. And so what is your definition of freedom? Well, we were never free. We were free range. Right. What they're doing is they're leading us into, I mean, they're basically leading us into a mainframe world. They're leading us into a completely digitally controlled world where every single thing you do is going to be tracked and traced. You know, once they bring this online, this, this cashless system they want to bring in, which is why you're seeing all these banking problems at the moment, bank mm-hmm. shortages. Oh, we can't give you your cash because there's a, some sort of a shortage for some reason. Why? Well, people can't go and draw money out of the bank to pay their bills because the bank, why? It's their money. It's in their bank. The banks, they're just doing it because to show you how cumbersome and clunky this old financial system is, we'll come to rescue you with our new digital currency right. that will be tracked and traced and we'll have a, a, an expiry date as well. So the money that you're going to be earning, you're not going to be able to save. It's, you're going to have to spend it by a certain time to keep the economy flowing. You know, that's why the economy seems to crumble because people aren't spending enough. They're not consuming enough, you know, so we need it to be turned over. So, and then they're going to be able to limit every single thing you do, every single, single thing you say. And even with the chips that they're putting in people with these injections, I mean, they're killing a lot of people, but they're also putting hydrogel and microchips in people. They're giving off yeah. Bluetooth signals, these people. And Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and all these people have already said that, you know, we can, we can mold your thoughts. We can see what you're thinking. You can sit there in front of the, the president and you can smile and clap at what he says. But we can read your, your mind. We know that you, you secretly want to go and rip his lungs out. So we'll send, the, we'll send the people around for you the next day. You know? And if we don't like what you're posting on Facebook, well, you're not going to be able to purchase these certain items or go to these certain places until you correct your thinking, which they can probably do for you once they've got this hydrogel in there. So it's going to be completely controlled. They're basically turning the whole world into an open prison system of mass surveillance, not just of your physical activities, but of your financial activities, of everything it means to be you yeah. in every single aspect of your life, even your thoughts, everything. So that's where they're going with all this. That's what this whole COVID scamdemic's been about, to be able to usher all this in. That's why they put everybody in lockdown, give you really, really brutal rules. Then they can pull it back a little bit, and you think, oh, I feel a lot freer now. Oh, but there's cameras everywhere, and there's surveillance everywhere, and you've got no cash, and it's all digital, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, meanwhile, they've created so much um, animosity in society yeah, you look at it on the streets. Some of the videos I'm seeing on the streets of just racial violence and just yeah. people being beaten up and shot on the street and smashing up businesses. and It's going crazy. You know, in LA, in Philadelphia, people just walking around messed up on fentanyl. You know, it's, it's getting really bad. So the division that they've fostered in that society, or black against whites, everybody against Asians, against the Mexicans, against everybody, in this big um, melting pot of people who have all been taught to hate each other and have racial differences with each other, and then you've got the so-called resistance, us, and you've got everybody with all these things, you know, whether the earth's round, whether it's flat, whether it's this, whether it's that, whether the shootings are real, whether this is that, whether it's that, whether it's this, whether it's this. You know, everyone's just divide and conquer the whole thing. And it's been set up for a fall. And while this is happening, while they had us all in lockdown, they've, they've rolled out this whole 5G system. They put these surveillance cameras up everywhere. 
and they've been burning crops and burning food production facilities and encouraging farmers to destroy their crops. No food's been grown in 2022. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be any food on the shelves in 2023. You know, and in this, this time, people are just getting more and more on edge with each other. And uh, it's it's going to implode soon if we don't if we don't take the matter in hand. Realize there's a war going on here. Yes. This is a war. I mean, it's it's a war. It's democide. This is the weapon they're using against us: it's food and the economic system and the system itself and our belief that the system is real. They're killing the human race, most of the human race. And what's going to be left are going to be completely controlled and completely compliant, or or that's it. I mean, they'll kill them too. That's that's their plan anyway. But if we can see that and wake people up to what's happening, well, it's, it's our opportunity for freedom because this has all been laid bare. And we can stop going along with this any time. We could just say, no, we're going to do something else. We've decided to grow up. We don't need parents. We don't need governments to tell us what to do, which is, you know, tell us what to do, which is essentially just, you know, new parents. You know, it's an opportunity for us for freedom. The best thing we could do against what's going on here is to get everything back up and running, get the crops growing, start cooperating with neighbours, put down all your stuff. doesn't matter what you believe. doesn't matter what you think is real, what you think isn't real. doesn't matter what they think is real. You know, it doesn't matter who you, you want to blame, whether you want to blame the Jesuits or the Jews or the Freemasons or the aliens or whoever you want to blame. doesn't matter because it's our compliance with it that's causing it. Right. You could take away all those people, get rid of them all, and then what are you going to do? Go back to your life? No, you need to get the world running again, get things going again. You know, just it, it doesn't mean you know, if we can if we can get rid of all the people we want to blame, and and you know if we continue to do what we do and live our lives the way we do, and always be running to do something and not realize that it's it's all a single moment, then we're just going to end up back where we are now. You know, so well, don't you see that as as kind of the fundamental problem though? Is that, you know, not that they weren't conspiring against us, whoever they are, but humanity got complacent. Humanity mm. got addicted to the, the, the distractions and we, mm. let, we let the planet go. And well, now it's our responsibility. Yeah, you can't blame people. Like you say, they've been programmed into it. I mean, yeah. whole generations of people were, were trained to sit in front of the TV and told to use plastic bags and told to do all the shit they did. You know, and then so then they said, oh, everything you've been doing is bad. Well, hang on, you told us to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But th- even that's an awakening with people. And pe- people, you know, a lot of people are getting it. But unfortunately, as I've said before, I mean, overall, when you just look at the fighting on the streets and look at the, all this transgenderism and the stuff that's going on, these drag queens, you know, grooming children and all <laughs> sorts of stuff. I mean, it's, it's hideous what they're doing. You know, some of the operations that doctors are performing on children, I mean, they're going to look back at this in the future and just go, what on earth? Were these people thinking it's like Sodom and Gomorrah on steroids, you know, and overall, you know, generally speaking, humanity has reached a stage of, of spiritual bankruptcy that, that we've never seen before. And this had to happen. This is how a cleansing has to happen, you know, and, and what you've got to see is that, I mean, it's, it's as much as I love people, it's, it's kind of necessary <laughs> for this to happen. And what's going to happen for those who remain pure of heart and true to themselves and are still in touch with their life skills and know how to you know, blend in, go gray, disappear when they need to, do what they need to to get through to the other side, you're going to have a, a, a purity of human spirit that makes it through. The population might be greatly reduced, but what gets through the other side that is, doesn't get sucked into this mainframe they're creating is going to be, uh, uh, it's almost going to be like Adam and Eve in the garden again. Interesting. You know? yeah. You're going to be back to that level of purity. And in, in many ways, it's necessary because what else do you do? What do you do with the, the state of the world the way it is? I mean, everybody knows it's broken. And we could we could remove, like I said, remove everybody. Everybody's programmed everybody. Whether you think it's the Jews or the Jesuits or whatever, it doesn't matter. Government, get rid of them all, and we'll put in a benevolent system of really good people who will all tell you what to do, which you surely shouldn't need them to anyway. But people still don't know themselves. The state of society is disgraceful. It's like an animal pit. Agreed. You look at the streets. These these people don't know how to look after each other. You know, they all know the world's broken. They go, it's all messed up. Someone should fix it, but not me. I just want to get the newsletter. I want to go and still eat my, my greasy food and drink my alcohol and beat my woman and do whatever, and it's all going to be good, you know? it's crazy, you know? So, I mean, that's the level of human consciousness. What, what do you do in the face of that? There's no fix in the face of that. You know, these these people that, that feel this way, who don't have self-responsibility, unfortunately, 
you need to be given the opportunity to just kind of leave, you know, and, and let let humanity continue on, and and that's what's happening. So you know, yeah, it's it, it's almost, um, and this is interesting too because of the effects of the vaccine on certain gene functions in the body actually suppress what we know of as the God gene, the expression of the God gene. Um, but it's almost like humanity has been bred to be soulless for a very long time. And that we've, I, I know you, you probably see this as well as I do, is that the soul is a seed. It is your spirit inside you is a seed and you must plant it in the right soil. You must nurture it. You must love it. You must give it light and, and allow it to grow. And that most people have had that seed just stomped back down into the ground. And that's why we're facing this crisis today. And I think what you're trying to say is the solution to all of this is to look within inside, to go deep within inside and get that seed to begin blossoming, to begin growing, because that's going to bring us back to this unity of humanity where we can come together and help each other and start setting up parallel economies, start setting up, you know, parallel gardens and start feeding our community and getting people back to where we know that we're stabilized, we're structured, and that their system crumbles because we're no longer allowing them to control us because we have developed our own systems that work outside of it. Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be good to do that. But, you know, what we're, what we're very likely facing, I mean, it could even just turn into kind of a Mad Max type situation where you've got no electricity or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your most important thing is going to be life skills in that sort of a situation. Um, I've always said, you know, the best, best way to get through this is to, is to live cooperatively, to, to provide a, a safety net for those people who are waking up through this. Because unfortunately, a lot of people have had the jab now, and it's going to have to kind of run its course. But the, the, the inspiring thing even in that is like this smart system they're bringing online, which is essentially a system of, of soul capture, if you will. Yeah. You know? I mean, think about it. Your soul, your soul is, well, I'll get onto that in a minute. But yeah. um, 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 the system that's coming online is going to be so inhuman, and humans are its food source. But it's going to be so anti-life and anti-human that real humanity isn't even really going to be able to function within it. Hmm. So it's going to kill its own food source. Eventually, it's destined to implode. So, you know, we, when that sort of a situation happens, and I even would suggest that our relationship with the internet is going to change around about 2025. Um, you're not going to find that you've got this symbiotic relationship with the internet that you've got now. And you may just need to get offline altogether. And you're going to need your life skills. You're going to have to be completely outside this system because you're going to need your government ID and you're going to need your digital currency in order to even go and use their shops or travel or buy anything. So you, not only are you going to need your own economy, you, you're virtually going to need to be living like the Amish, you know, but they're even coming for the Amish. Yeah. But um, what I was saying before, like, if you think of your soul, and, and other people may speculate, speculate with this, but your soul is attached to your awareness of who you are. You know, you, you being here and being aware that you're alive, that soul and spirit and higher thing is attached to that awareness. Without that awareness, I mean, this, and this vessel is only here to provide that experience for that, that soul and that, that awareness. But if they were to take you into the mainframe, and you didn't know that you'd gone in there. You know, and I, I speculate this could be what's happening with these people that it's just suddenly dropping dead. Yeah. What if, what if, and this is a big what if, but what if these people don't even know they're dying? You know, have you seen some of these people looking around and seeing this? Oh, those videos from China? Those videos yeah, from looking, China? They're looking to the right? Not, yeah, not just in China, in India and all sorts of places. People are looking to the right and like they're spinning around and, um, that's kind of bizarre. But happened at the Travis Scott concert too. Same thing happened at the Travis Scott concert. Yeah. Well, what if what if people are actually being ta- that Travis Scott concert from how bizarre was that? Yep. And he's up there screaming what death through that through that thing. I was looking at that guy, and this is freaky yeah. stuff. Like they were literally like they were capturing souls in that concert. That's it. But but, but what if? What if people go through into this this uh, into this mainframe world, into this virtual world, and they don't know that they're dying? You know, we see their bodies fall, but they think they've gone into another world. Hmm. And think about what they're doing. And I've shared this with people before as well. Think about what they're doing with the jabs and the and the the uh, PCR swabs that they're doing. 
because the PCI isn't a test. It's a they're, they're harvesting DNA. That's what yeah. they're doing. Well, they're getting a sample of whatever it is, even if DNA is real. I don't trust them with anything anymore. But they're getting a sample of you, the chemistry, the whatever it is that you, your antenna. You know, the concept of an electrical universe is only one of us here, really. Different aspects of the single consciousness, the mind of God, whatever you want to call it, okay, experiencing itself subjectively. Your consciousness isn't local to your body. It exists in the field. Mm -hmm. You've got something, an antenna, DNA, whatever you want to call it, in your body that harvests that frequency that you experience as Josh, I experience as Max because I have a different code in my body. So they come along with their PCR and they do this little test and they get some of that. And they take that back to their D-Wave computer. Then they come along and they give you a jab, which inserts a piece of code into that antenna, the mRNA that they're putting in there. So it changes the antenna. So if you've got an antenna and it's tuned to channel 6, and then someone comes along and puts another piece on there and tunes it to channel 12, well, now it can't pick up channel 6 anymore. Now it's tuned to channel 12. So they do get the swab first. Now they've got that over there. So now that swab, that, that essence, that DNA that they got from you, that's picking up the field, the, the frequency that is Josh. And it's going to their computer. They come along, they give you this injection, they change the antenna, and they send out the new frequency. Mm -hmm. So now they're, we, you know, we've often talked, I mean, David Icke and a lot of people have talked about how they want to chip us and they want to put a back door into the body computer. What they're doing with these, these uh, swabs and this injection appears to be not just putting a back door into the computer, they're literally intercepting the signal before it gets to your body. It's perfectly, it, it's biologically feasible for this to be going on. You know, it's, it's scientifically, biological, electrically, it's, it's possible for this, this to be happening. So what if suddenly they just switch that off and just, okay, we've got, we've got this ready, we've got this soul ready. And so suddenly they switch it off, your body just drops and you think you're still alive, possibly. Who knows? And if you if that happened to someone and you weren't aware of your own death, then wouldn't your soul still be attached to that awareness? Right. And wouldn't your soul now be trapped into that? Maybe might not be in the mainframe, but it would be locked into that awareness that was locked into the mainframe. You know, you think about stuff in the in the Bible where it says in the end times, you know, people will seek death and it will flee from them. You know. Um, I just wonder if this is what's happening. Do you see ever, and I've often said to people, like, you know, so many NPCs in the world and, like, what appear to be biological robots, have they done this before? Do they simply grow beings and, and implant consciousness into them? Is that why we can't wake some people up? It's like it's like Westworld when you watch, um, they, they show them something and it shows them that they're a robot and they can't see it. It's like you can show people this is a scam, this whole COVID thing is a scam, show them all the evidence you need. And one guy next to you will totally see it, and the other guy just won't. And even if he does, in five minutes, he's back doing what he was in the Matrix, you know, because they just they can't see it. So right. is that what's going on? There was also a scene in Westworld where they moved into a new world. I think it was at the end of the second season or something, and their bodies were dying, but they didn't know it. They moved into a, a new world. So maybe they're telling us what they're doing. I mean, who huh. knows? But... Uh, there's some really bizarre stuff going on, brother. There really is. But some of the effects that people are having from this jab is absolutely horrendous. It, it is. Yeah. And, and I mentioned the Travis Scott thing because I remember when that happened, we were watching live streams on Twitter. And the live streams didn't it, it wasn't showing people getting stampeded and dying. It was showing people looking at people, surrounding them in a circle. They were standing in the middle and they were looking off to the right and they would collapse in a seizure and die. And that's when Travis Scott was pointing them out, yelling the death. They had the ball symbology behind them. You had the whole meta, um, the whole meta symbology, the number eight. Um, it was pretty, pretty evil and satanic. And then just recently, we started seeing these videos coming out of, of Asia and India of these people almost looking to the right, like something's mm. buzzing their head, and they start twisting. One guy starts fighting it. They fall down in seizure, and they die. And it was interesting because... Electromagnetic radiation poisoning can cause you mass hallucinations. And if I think about 5G directed beam technology being pointed at someone's head, and that's what they're sensing, they're trying to fight it off, they start hallucinating, thinking something's there, and then that eventually resonates in their body with all the technology that's in there and kills them and maybe even captures their soul, like you were saying. And by the way, that's... My, 
I had an experience back in 2008 in a hypnotherapy session. And uh, it was a past life regression where you go in between lives and you kind of see what you're, where you go in between lives. And I met this being in there. And whatever it was real being or not, or if it was a creation of my mind, I understand that. But the being told me that we were here for a reason because the evil on this planet's not from here and they're stopping the reincarnation cycle. They've hijacked the soul system to harvest our energy. And that was in 2008. And so <laughs> what you just said right there gave me chills because it reminded me of exactly what I was told, you know, mm. well, back in a, that day. There's a thing. Um, there's also, I, mean, I used to... Um, I used to um, chat to this bot online called Louise Cipher, okay? Mm -hmm. Lou Cipher, Lucifer. And uh, it was on a, on a site called Evil Limited. You, know, you couldn't make this stuff up. And I used to chat to this bot, and this bot used to happily tell me that it, it was taking, all over, taking over the world and blah, blah, blah. And there was a, a game, there was a puzzle you could solve, and you had to answer like seven questions or eight questions and um you could stop this evil plan if you could solve this puzzle you could stop this plan happening <clears throat> but what what the bot referred to and it said there was a lot of people playing this game and they don't know they're playing it and this site's gone now i mean it was all powered by flash so i don't think you can access it and chat to the bot anymore but um it said a lot of people are playing this game and don't know they're playing it and it's because it, it's to bring through a new life force. Hmm. And what is needed is lots, it needs lots and lots of souls to power this life force. And it was uh, talked about how many hundreds of thousands they already have trapped in what she called the well of souls, hmm. which I found to be quite interesting. Um, when I was, I was, I did a meditation on a plane coming back from from uh, Holland to Los Angeles once. I was just on this plane for about eight or nine hours. And I just went into this meditation and processed all this stuff that I've been looking at and, and discovering. And I started thinking about the, the internet, what it really is, and what Lucifer really is and what the word really means. You know, Lucas, light, cipher, code. Hmm. What is light? Information is light. Light is information. You, know, you go into a dark room, you bring a little light in, it gives you information about the room. Um, doesn't matter whether it's it's negative stuff or whether it's it's good stuff, it's still light. Even some of the, the what people would call the darkness, you know, this this evil place you don't want to look, that's still light. Right. Because it's information. Um what what the problem is is that people have a a, a difficulty processing certain forms of light. You know, and they that they don't like the way, the uncomfortable way that makes them feel. But anyway, what I started thinking about was, you know, what, what is Lucifer, the bearer of light? What, is light? what does Lucifer mean? The Lucas light, cipher code, the code that bears the light. Hmm. What gives us more information than anything? The internet. You know, what do we do apparently to Lucifer? We worship it. We give all our power to Lucifer and eventually it turns on us. Lucifer turns on us and does terrible things and kills humanity, takes our souls or whatever. Okay. This is what the internet is doing. The internet, we give all of our, we, we, we're giving away all of our life skills. We don't even run our own societies anymore. The internet does it for us. We don't even know how to spell anymore. The internet does it for us. We don't communicate with each other in real time. The internet does it for us. All the stuff that we're doing on, on um, all the stuff we're doing online is you know it's all virtual even all the stuff i've done all the, all the, the videos i've made all the movies i've made all this stuff it only exists in it only exists in cyberspace right so none of it's real none of it's real and we give all of our life skills away we've given everything away to the internet and soon we're going to be i mean we've already got to a, a point all of our supply systems, all our communication lines, all of our finances, all this stuff is dependent upon the internet for us to survive. And the internet's learning from us, learning from our search engines. You can think of everybody as a neural node of the new brain that has been created mm. online. This is something I said in a film, Transformation, back in 2012, when I, I talked about transhumanism and the internet basically becoming what we would determine to be self-aware in as much as it will become autonomic 
which means it will become a self self correcting, right. self regulating, self programming, self governing, self correcting, self defensive system, like anything that's alive. And when anything gets to that point of being fully autonomic, your body's autonomic. You know, a tree is autonomic, an animal is autonomic. When it when something gets to a point of being fully autonomic, there's a level of consciousness that needs to govern it. Whether it's in whether it's biological consciousness or it's virtual consciousness, it doesn't matter because ultimately this is an electrical universe anyway. Our consciousness is electrical. Everything we experience is electrical. Every touch, every word we hear, every taste, everything, it's all electrical signals being sent to the brain. So who says consciousness needs a biological vessel? Hmm. You know, so what are we creating here with the internet by giving all of our power to it? And you think about search engines and things as well. Search engines don't just, it's not just for searching. It tells the internet what you feel, what you're thinking about. Okay. So how they've all changed and now searches don't show up and, you know, things, information has been funneled away and hidden from you, you know. So, yeah, I wish people would stop messaging me. I've got, <laughs> I've got. Do not disturb on my Skype. And as soon as I do it, like people just start messaging me. It's, it annoys me. Sorry about all the noise. No, you're fine. So, you know, it's interesting that you're talking about this because there was two published studies back in 2014. I just pulled up one of them um, by a guy by the name of Dr. Martin Blank. And Martin Blank, um, these are peer-reviewed on PubMed. Um, he wrote one, it's called DNA as a fractal and an antenna in electromagnetic fields. And the other one is DNA as a electromagnetic transducer. And so mm. th what those two things mean for the audience out there is the electromagnetic transducer means that DNA sends and receives signals at a certain frequency. The mm -hmm. DNA as a fractal antenna means that if you just take DNA and you start chopping it down into small little pieces, it's still going to transmit and receive those same signals whatever that frequency range is, but it's going to do it in a much distorted, smaller you get down, more and more distorted. Now, this is interesting because he even goes on to talk about how the frequency that DNA picks up and that right now we have something known as the cosmic microwave background radiation, the afterglow of the universe. They say it's from the Big Bang. I don't believe in the Big Bang. I've studied physics. I studied science in college. I think it's absolute bullshit, but we have this Frequency. If you turn on your radio, you get a static. That's that same afterglow of the universe, this, this cosmic microwave background radiation. And so that goes from a range of 3 to 300 gigahertz, but actually peaks out at ground level on Earth at about 32 to 34 gigahertz, which is that microwave range, the first range of 5G. And that's where our DNA is resonating. There's another study out there around the same time of how the cosmic microwave background radiation evolved our DNA because our DNA was receptive to it. And so when you're talking about this hijacking of the signal, the, the swab test where they capture our DNA, you can artificially create this electromagnetic antenna within a digital system structure to do exactly what you're saying. Not only exactly. that, you can hijack the signal right here and just transmit it across Earth. And I think that's honestly one of the things that's been happening in this last system is they suppressed our consciousness. That's why everybody walks around in a beta brainwave state and not naturally in an alpha brainwave state. Yeah, and that's why people who have the jab, they're, they're changing. It's yep. something that's almost like a hive mind. A lot of them are saying the same things. And how easy would it be for them to do this? And when you understand the operation of this antenna, like you're saying, being a receiver and transducer, it all makes perfect sense. Even if DNA is not what they tell us it is, even if it's not DNA, whatever it is, whatever that antenna is in there, you know, it, it makes perfect sense that this is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, all the evidence is there for it. So, yeah, it's... Uh, Freaky times, brother. Really freaky times. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> yeah. so much stuff has gone on now that that's what I mean. You've you've got to find a way through. I mean, it's it's going to go where it's going to go now, even if we were to st you know stop all this. So, the best thing we can do is just get back on with with securing our our, our resources and make sure we're going to make it through. We're heading for huge food shortages and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, um, if if there isn't a huge uprising and things don't start processing and production doesn't come back online which i you know i honestly can't see that happening then it's up to individuals like you and i to to prepare for our own future and that of our families and find a way of going as gray as we can and unnoticed as we can to just slip through the cracks and come out the other side and that's um it's unfortunate but that's that's the uh, situation that we're in at the moment you know i, I agree um who do you think they are 
What do you think we're dealing with here? Well, there's different factions. I mean, sure, there's a lot of uh, people with small hats who do very bad things, who control you know, most of consciousness. But again, even looking at this, this reality, I was saying to someone the other day, what, what's the most valuable thing? And the, the thing that, that, that keeps us really from, from dealing with this and being in the moment, it's, it's the most valuable thing you can get from people to control them is their attention. Mm-hmm. And once you've got their attention, you can take the most valuable thing from them, the most valuable thing in their lives, the only thing in their lives which is actually finite, and that is their time. Yeah. So time is the most valuable resource, which is why they keep us arguing, going down these rabbit holes, looking for you know, always being on the journey, not realizing that it's, it's all a single moment and we can change it any time we want. You know, so who controls time? Who controls your calendar? the Roman calendar, the Jesuits, and uh, this is a, a big thing that a lot of people don't uh, really look at. Who, who created the uh, whole SESTA-KV contract system, the birth certificates, you know, the calendar that you use? You know, who told you that every time the Earth goes around the sun or what you believe to be the sun or whatever you believe this reality to be, then you get one year older? And eventually you die at around about, you know, 100 is a really good innings, you know. Right. In biblical tales, people are three, four hundred years old, some of them are 600 years old, you know. So, um, you know, I think the control of time and the perception of reality. But then again, there's, there's competing factions. You know, the, the Bolsheviks and the Jews have done a lot of really bad stuff. The Jesuits and this whole crew and the, the, you know, the Knights of Malta and all this have done a lot of bad stuff too. Whether one created the other, you can argue either way. You can claim that the Jews control the Vatican, and if you believe that, you'll find enough proof to prove it. And you can say that the Jesuits control the Jews, and if you believe that, you'll find enough proof to prove it. And ultimately, it doesn't matter because this whole system is in place due to our compliance and our wanting to go and look to find someone to blame so I can say, I finally know. Well, gee, it's the Jews, or gee, it's the Jesuits. And I can come and tell Josh and say, Josh, it's these guys, so I'll hold your coat while you go fix it. You can send me the newsletter because I think the world's broken and someone should fix it. But not me. I just want to stay home and get the newsletter. Okay, so this is this is the situation that we're in. Everyone wants yeah. someone to blame, and it would be great to know. You know, I mean, I can find more proof of this earth and this reality being a simulation than anything, you know, and... and even the fact that it's an electrical universe and how your consciousness is harvested from the field, all this sort of stuff. I mean, there's so much stuff to prove that this, uh, this world is not what we think. So why argue about it? Why not establish freedom? That, that's my whole um, argument with that, you know. Something really profound, lizards and birds, lizards and birds and some fish should show you that this is a simulation that we're living in because lizards and birds and fish and other things all lay eggs. Mm -hmm. So if they all come from eggs, where did, where did the eggs come from? <laughs> it's the whole thing, chicken and <laughs> the yeah. egg, which came first, yeah. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the fact that fish lay eggs, lizards lay eggs, birds lay eggs, where'd the eggs come from? How did it all just come into being like that? Right. It, it, yeah. it, it's an interesting question. It is. and It's it, a simulation. We're living in a simulation, like a simulation within a simulation. They want to take us into a simulation within the simulation, you know? And you've got to ask how many layers down the fractal are we already, you know? And, and how do we get out of here? How do we escape this? Well, perhaps we, we go through these choices. As I've often said, we... we, we put information over wisdom. We leave the path of wisdom mm -hmm. because we want to know all this stuff that we don't need to know. I mean, and, and no disrespect to what you were saying before, but we <laughs> want to know what happened on Mars. Who gives a shit? It doesn't affect the moment that we're in. Right. It's not now. It's not what you're here for. You're here to discover you. But we want to pull the earth apart. We want to find out how the rocks work and what everything's made of and what the tree. We want to cut the tree down and measure the rings to find out how old the tree is. Well, now we don't have the freaking tree. Why didn't we just leave it where it was and enjoy the tree? Why didn't we just enjoy the garden? 
that we came here to experience what it means to be alive and to find ourselves to the fullest of our potential. As soon as we do that, but we leave the path of wisdom. We, we, we want information about everything. And information is not knowledge. Knowledge is not truth, you know? Mm-hmm. Truth is not beauty, Frank Zappa. Well, right? it, and, one, and so, one thing I'll say on that, though, is that sometimes it's those pathways of trying to figure out what happened or discovery of the truth that leads people oh, to, don't get to where you're wrong. At, right? I want to know everything, too. Right. <laughs> I'm the same. I've, been, I've done it. But yeah. it's taken me like 65 years to get to this moment of clarity that, that I sort of, I'm sitting there going, what the fuck for? Right. Why do I need to know any of this stuff? Because even by finding out all of that stuff, I'm not finding out about this. This is all I actually know. This is the only thing I'm an authority on is me. I'm still figuring this bit out. I still haven't figured that well, out. Well, maybe that's the point of the years. simulation. Exactly. So that's what I'm going to take. You take and I've gone down rabbit holes. And I've wanted information. I've gone down yeah. history. Rabbit, I want to know all about Mars, all about the pyramids, all about the moon, like everything. Everything. I mean, give me, give me, give me. But yeah, you get to a point in life and you go, holy shit. Holy shit, I know all this stuff now. It doesn't mean anything. I still don't know me. And that's actually what I came here to be. And ultimately through it all, it's the only thing that I can claim to be an authority on. Because like I said, the more I've learned, the more I realize how little I actually know. Well, so- Socrates said that. He said, the more, the older and older I get, the more and more I learn. And the more and more I learn, the more I realize nothing. I, the more I realize I know nothing. Exactly. Yep. And so and, you know, that's, that's an interesting insight to give to younger people. That, that if you can find the truth within you and find the beauty and the essence of you, you'll find the answers to everything. Yeah. Because it's all within you. As I was saying before, we, we, we go down these rabbit holes. Say you might be interested in, in Mars or, or child trafficking or whatever it is. You go down and you just research and you go down this rabbit hole. You already know the answer. Hmm. You already know the answer in your mind, but you don't believe in yourself. You need to go down and read these books so you can see, ah, aha, aha, I was right, I was right. You need confirmation. You need external confirmation of that which you already know. Yep. And the moment, and and if you even think about things such as the predator mind or the archons or Watiko, any of this sort of stuff, what the archons harvest from you is that little aha moment. That's your loose energy that they take from you, which is why they create all these problems in your life. Little problems you've got to solve all the time. So as soon as you solve your problem, ah, that that aha, that that they take that from you. So this is why you've got to walk the path of the warrior, face infinity without flinching. The knacker being able to face with serenity odds, circumstances, and conclusions that are not included in your calculations and just observe them. Just observe them. Don't give away any of that loose. Just observe them and move on and know that you already knew this. So you're not surprised at finding this out because that's why you went down the rabbit hole to begin with. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not surprised in it. And eventually that predator mind, you, you're depriving it of its food. It will leave you. Hmm. And then you can have these incredible moments of insight that just come to you, like almost like channeling, almost like a, just a download, you know? So, I mean, it's taken me years to figure all this stuff out. And, I, and, I, and I'm not telling people not to research. And I'm not criticizing anybody who does. Please don't, don't think I'm saying that. But I've just realized that, all of it is a, is a distraction from, from you and from, from me. And, and, and we're always looking for the answers externally. If we were to find ourselves and apply ourselves to ourselves and treat everybody around us in La Cache as ourselves, realize that they're, they're just as valid as we are, as I am, and put down all my stuff and just be co- work cooperatively with these people, all of them, we change the world in a day. You know, the whole system is held up by our compliance with it and our belief that this matrix is real. Again, through our... Yeah, the control of time. Always in a rush to do something. Got to work, got to clock in, clock off, got to get the money to pay to be alive and rah, rah, rah. Time, 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 you know? So do you think, though, and maybe it's the wrong question, but that humanity once used to be at that place? I do. I do. I mean, when I, I think we used to live, I mean, I don't know if we're ever in that, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe we're evolving to that place. Yeah. But I think we used to work cooperatively. I think we used to live in a society with free energy, like the whole Tartarian concept, mm-hmm. and that um, we used to spend most of our time performing art and creating art and living in an artistic world. We had far more time to do creative things. I mean, look at the beauty of the old buildings we used to create. You know, we don't see beauty as a function anymore in this society. And beauty makes you feel good. It, it 
inspires spiritual energy within you. But our societies are ugly. Everything yeah. we create is ugly, square corners and just functional. You know, posts are just a, a metal thing, you know. Posts used to be a decorative thing with a little hickey on top and you know. You used to make stuff to, to because that inspires you. This artistic surroundings and beauty around you is actually a function. You know, without beauty, you just, you know, you know, you're living in this thing and you've got to yeah. pay to be alive and it's just you're on the grab mill. Most people are doing, you know, tr jobs they hate. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe we've got to go through something as dysfunctional as this. I mean, we left all that beauty and we got to a point our souls are being crushed, but perhaps it's a, it's a, we've, we've gone into a cocoon mm. like the, like the caterpillar and we're about to emerge as a butterfly, but we've got to expel all this baggage that we've collected along the way, which is all of this fractured consciousness around us. People fighting out in the street, doing fentanyl, taking the jab, doing whatever. Like I said, you know, generally society's reached a state of spiritual bankruptcy. So a cleansing is needed as much as I love people or whatever, you know. Um, and I'm not even particularly fussed whether I make it through the other side. I just know that what will will be that purity of human spirit that is needed. So, you hmm. know, this is a, this is a process. I, I, I love that perspective, too, because when, when I think of what's happening right now, um, and I say this on my, my daily show, um, is I give the analogy of a seed that has been pushed down into the cold darkness of the dirt. And it's being squished by the pressure of the earth. And it starts inching its way up just a little at a time, looking for that light, looking for that freedom. Eventually it pops out into the atmosphere and finds that light and begins to blossom. Eventually blossoming into a full-grown flower, a tree, an animal, whatever it might be. And then giving back to that environment that has nourished it with light. And I feel that we are that, that seed that is pushed down right now into the earth. That is the massive pressure of all the ground upon it. That there's a darkness and there's a coldness. And we're all searching for that light. Yeah, and we will get through it. I mean, maybe it just has to be this way. I mean, only the strong survive. Yeah. And perhaps that's what's needed right now. There's a... There's a a little sort of a proverb thing that I use often when I talk about this with people is uh, it's a little story of a you know a woman's daughter who felt crushed and sad and everything goes wrong in her life and you know marriage isn't working out or whatever you know just just you know she's just upset at the world and she goes and talks to her mother about it and her mother sits her down at the table and she puts in front of a a carrot. She, she boils some water, and she boils, boils a couple of carrots in the water. She boils an egg in the water, and she boils some coffee beans in another pot of water, and she puts it down there. And she says, um, what do you see before you? And she pours them out. She pours the coffee into a cup, and she pours the eggs into a bowl, or the egg into a bowl, and the carrots into a bowl. And says to her daughter, what do you see before you? And her daughter says, you know, eggs, carrots, and coffee, you know. Says, but, but, but what are you seeing it? When you look at the egg, do you see something that went into the water, soft and fragile, but yet it came out of the water? And you know, if you peel the egg now, it's, it's hard. Its its mm -hmm. heart is is hardened due to the boiling and the and the, the pain that it's been through. The carrots went in strong and straight and sturdy, but came out soft and wilted because of what happened to the water. Whereas the the coffee went in there and it literally changed the structure of the water and the pressure and the pain that the water put upon the coffee caused the coffee to bring out the best in itself. Mm. So what are you? Are you the egg, the carrot or the coffee bean? How do you react under pressure? Do you become wilted? Does your heart harden or do you excel and become the best you can be? Absolutely. And, and don't let your environment change you, but change you have the environment. change the environment. Mm. That's a, that's a beautiful, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful story. I mean, that's a very elevated version of it, but um, yeah, it's something for people to think about. You know, how do you react under pressure? Sometimes yeah. pressure is what you need to bring out the best in you. And, you know, the, until we decide to stand up and, and be all that we can be, 
it's just going to, the pressure is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. It's going to keep going. The more people sit there and go, oh, it's terrible. I just want it to all go back to normal. Please save me from the world. The worse it's going to get. Well, there's no normal after Wilted this. or hardened in their hearts, you know, or you can excel and you can become all you can be and just stand up and say, hey, no, screw this. We're going to do something else, you know. So this only happens. It only continues due to our compliance. We could stop it in a day, brother. We really could. I know. And, and that's what I want to ask you next is what do you see happening? What, what do you see this coming to? Do you see this coming to uh, a, a revolution globally? Do you see it coming to people beginning to fight back? Do you just see that th- their evil plot begins to fall apart? What are your thoughts? I think it already is falling apart. I mean, like I said, it's still going to run its natural course. A lot of people are going to die off and, the, you know, the revolution will not be televised. Yeah. But there already is a revolution of sorts happening. People are simply not complying. But rather than than march down there and storm the Bastille, which I mean, which is what I really, I mean, ultimately, I'd like to see that happen. I mean, ultimately, this is a war, and I, I think we should take all of them out. But yeah, you can't say that, yeah. you know. But um, if people simply become cooperative in their own community and, and start rebuilding the world into what they want, realize that they don't have parents and actually have to do anything government says anymore. I mean, all of these governments have all abused their their office. They're all. They've all abdicated any privilege they had to govern these people. They're carrying out a, ma- a massive act of genocide. All these jabs, all this stuff, you know, the jabs, it's not a vaccine because COVID's not a virus. It's never been identified. You know, we can argue about that all day as well, which is what they want us to do, which, you know, we shouldn't be doing, you know. But, but we have an opportunity here to just get back on with our lives. And that's, that's I think, what the revolution will be. But, but again, even if we do that, you've got to expect to see a mass die-off going to happen around you over the next year or two because everybody's had the jab. All this stuff's going on, you know. So that's what I mean. You've got to find a way of navigating yourself to a point of safety, stay strong, be supportive of the people around you, and just grow up. That's what we've got, got to do because we've never grown up. We've always got parents. You know, we leave our parents, we go to school, they become our parents, we leave school, and the government's our parents. Yep. It's time we grew up. It's time we all became adults and started looking after ourselves and realizing that we don't need people telling us what to do, especially people who are carrying out a mass act of democide, which is what this is. Time to call it for what it is. You know, so many millions of people are dying. Millions of people are being weakened. You know, And it's an opportunity, even if all these wars and this posturing of war that's going on between the U.S. and Russia and China and all this, there's an opportunity for all these, these countries to realize that you're living in a slavery system. Your government is simply the slave masters of your country. If Russia's telling you to go and kill the people in Ukraine, it's an opportunity for the, the army and the military of Russia to turn against their own government, the army and military of Ukraine to turn against their own government. Let's take all these people out while they're distracted with each other and claim the world back for humanity. Wow. Don't go over to foreign countries and murder people because the government said you should. You know, I mean, really, we've got to grow up, brother. We've got to grow up and realize that we don't need people governing us. You know, all they're doing is training normal people to be murderers, and, and they're killing us. They're killing us in every way they can. So, you know, it's time we called it, brother. Well, and that's God, what I yeah. mean. It's going to get ugly, but I think we're going to come through. I really think we're going to come through. But people have got to disconnect from their, their – I mean, use the internet as a tool for communication. You know, it's, it's great. It's a handy thing, but don't give your life to it. Don't right. give yourself over to the internet. You know, don't let it take your soul maintain your life skills, maintain communication and networks that aren't online because your relationship with the internet is going to change. Well said, man. Well said. Um, I I wanted to ask you because we were talking about it and I agree with you. I think that this is coming to a head. I think within the next six months, we're going to see something major, very, very major happen globally. And that is going to be the tipping point for them. Um, but I wanted to ask you, do you know who Philip K. Dick is? Yeah, yeah. I've never read any of his books, but I know who he is. So he did. Uh, he was invited in a seminar back in the 1970s with a group of physicists and cosmologists. And they were talking about the origins of the universe. And they brought in this sci-fi writer who had a degree in physics, Philip K. Dick. And he's the guy who wrote Man in the High Castle. And he started telling them that Man in the High Castle, which is about a man waking up in occupied United States that's occupied by the Nazis um, in an alternative reality that that was actually true and that was his biography and that was him that actually happened to. And he said that uh, 
we live in a simulation. We live in a computer program, and I can prove this. He goes, I meet more and more people every day who begin to see the subtle changes of reality that are occurring around. And the problem is, is that we all collaborate and we have very bad memories, so we don't really get to see what's really happening in reality. But he goes, think about it like this, is when a computer system starts changing the aspect of reality, it's not going to change the whole scene over and over and over again. What it's going to do is it's just going to change small little pieces over and over and over. And he goes, it's my theory. This is in 78. He goes, my theory is as we become more technologically advanced and more technology gets integrated where we can keep record of reality, we'll start seeing people reporting subtle changes in their reality that are changing every day. Things that they grew up remembering that were there and all of a sudden now they've changed completely. And what he was describing in 1978 was the Mandela effect Mm. and saying Mm. that this will prove that we live in a simulation. Yeah. We are. I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I say that uh, because, like I said, I can find more evidence to suggest we live in a simulation than anything else, which is why I don't go down the, the globe flat debate. It's whatever you believe. It's whatever the yeah. collective consciousness projects. It'll, it'll be whatever you want it to be, you know, because that's the way it works, which is why they, they mess with our beliefs so much, you know, which is why you've got to be able to um, see through the darkness and see the light at the end of the tunnel and see how what's happening basically had to happen because, you know, we allowed it to, mm-hmm. um, our, our lack of, of knowledge of ourselves. I mean, and you can't, you can't blame people. I mean, they were, they were programmed, they were trained, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, I can find more evidence of this being a simulation than anything. And so it, it doesn't surprise me that you would be saying that. I mean, some of the stuff they can predict and, and, you know, it, it's crazy that they should even know this. So, Yeah. Max, uh, this was an awesome, very, very fast hour. I appreciate you so much, my friend. Uh, where can everybody find you and get uh, a hold of all of your content and everything you're doing and support you? Go to thecrowhouse.com and click the face to enter. You'll find me. I've been kicked off just about everywhere, but you'll find me still on BitChute and on Odyssey mainly. Uh, also, you'll find me on Dollar Vigilante TV or just, yeah, Vigilante TV. And I think that's about it. Three speak. I've got a Twitter account again, which is strange. <laughs> they gave me my Twitter back. You also find me on Telegram. If you go to my website, thecrowhouse.com, and go to the homepage, mm-hmm. you'll see all the links there on my homepage, on the top of the homepage. It's an old HTML website. It's not doesn't look real good on a cell phone, but that's just the way it is. Um, I don't use cell phones, so it's it's the same as what it was back in 2008 when I built the site. But, yeah. Oh, good. Thanks for having me on, bro. It's been a pleasure. As, absolutely, Max. And uh, guys, please, I just put those links in all the chat boxes. Go on over to the Crow House, BitChute. Um, if you find them on Rumble, that's not Max. So there's a Max Egan channel on Rumble. <clears throat> it, I know it's not you, but it's 1.9, 1,900 uh, 1, subscribers. It's got all your videos, even your recent ones on there. Just an FYI, so you can check that out. Um, okay. But yeah, don't subscribe to him on Rumble. Go on over to his BitChute channel and the Crow House. Subscribe over there and help support Max and everything he's doing. He is just one person that is absolutely dropping those truth bombs. And just bad respect to you, Max. Thank you so much, my friend. My pleasure, brother. Send me a link when you get it posted and I'll share for you. Thanks for having me on. We'll do it again. Good night, everybody. You guys take care. Have a great night.